Section 19 of A Book of American Explorers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsie Selwyn. A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson. Book 4, Part 2. Cabeza de Vaca, Said by Indians. After the people had eaten, I ordered Lope de Oviedo, who had more strength and was stouter than any of the rest, to go to some trees that were near, and having climbed into one of them, to survey the country in which we were, and endeavor to get some knowledge of it. He did as I bade him, and made out that we were on an island. He saw that the ground was pawed up in the manner that the land is wont to be where cattle range, and hence it appeared to him that this should be the country of Christians, and thus he reported to us. I ordered him to return to examine much more particularly, and see if there were any roads in it that were worn, and without going far, because of the danger there might be. He went, and coming to a path, he took it for the distance of half a league, and found some huts without any tenants, for the Indians had gone into the woods. He took from them an earthen pot, a little dog, some few mullets, and thus returned. It appearing to us that he was long absent, we sent two others that they should look and see what might have befallen him. They met him nearby, and saw that three Indians with bows and arrows followed, and were calling to him, and he in the same way was beckoning them on. Thus they arrived where we were, the Indians remaining a little way back, seated on the same bank. Half an hour after, they were supported by fifty other Indian bowmen, whom, whether large or not, our fears made giants. They stopped near us with the three first. It were idle to think there were any among us who could make defense for it would have been difficult to find six that could raise themselves from the ground. The assessor and I went and called them, and they came to us. We endeavored the best we could to recommend ourselves to their favor and secure their good will. We gave them beads and hawk bells, and each one of them gave me an arrow, which is a pledge of friendship. They told us by signs that they would return in the morning and bring us something to eat, as at that time they had nothing. The next day at sunrise, the time the Indians had appointed, they came as they had promised, and brought us a large quantity of fish, and certain roots that are eaten by them, of the size of walnuts, some a little larger, others a little smaller. The greater part of them got from under the water, and with much labor. In the evening they returned, and brought us more fish, and some of the roots. They sent their women and children to look at us, who returned rich with the hawk-bells and beads that we gave them, and they came afterward on other days in the same way. As we found that we had been provisioned with fish, roots, water, and other things for which we asked, we determined to embark again and pursue our course. We dug out our boat from the stand in which it was buried, and it became necessary that we should all strip ourselves and go through great exertion to launch her, for we were in such state that things very much lighter sufficed to make us much labor. Thus embarked at the distance of two crossbow shots in the sea, we shipped a wave that wet us all. As we were naked and the cold was very great, the oars loosened in our hands, and the next blow the sea struck us capsized the boat. The assessor and two others held fast to her for preservation, but it happened to be for far otherwise, as the boat carried them over and they drowned under her. As the surf near the shore was very high, a single roll of the sea threw the remainder into the waves, and half drowned us on the shore of the island, without our losing any more than the boat had taken under. Those of us who survived escaped naked as we were born, losing all that we had, and although the whole was of little value, at that time it was worth much. 
as it was then in the month of november the cold severe and our bodies so emaciated that the bones might have been counted with little difficulty we had become perfect figures of death for myself i can say that from the month of may past i had not eaten other thing than maize and sometimes i found myself obliged to eat it unparched for although the horses were slaughtered while the boats were being built i never could eat of them and i did not eat fish ten times i state this to avoid giving excuses and that every one may judge in what condition we were after all these misfortunes there came a north wind upon us from which we were nearer to death than life thanks be to our lord that looking among the brands that we had used there we found sparks from which we made great fires and thus we were asking mercy of him and pardon for our transgressions shedding many tears and each regretting not his own fate alone but that of his comrades about him at sunset the indians thinking that we had not gone came to seek us and bring us food but when they saw us thus in a plight so different from what it was formerly and so extraordinary they were alarmed and turned back i went toward them and called to them and they returned much frightened i gave them to understand by signs how our boat had sunk and three of our number had been drowned there before them they saw two of the departed and those that remained were near joining them the indians at sight of the disaster that had befallen us and our state of suffering and melancholy destitution sat down amongst us and from the sorrow and pity they felt for us they all began to lament and so earnestly that they might have been heard at a distance and they continued so doing more than half an hour it was strange to see these men so wild and untaught howling like brutes over our misfortunes it caused in me as in others an increase of feeling and a livelier sense of our calamity their cries having ceased i talked with the christians and said that if it appeared well to them i would beg these indians to take us to their homes some who had been in new spain said that we ought not to think of it for if we should do so they would sacrifice us to their idols but seeing no better course than that any other led to nearer and more certain death i disregarded what was said and besought the indians to take us to their dwellings they signified that it would give them great delight and that we should tarry a little that we might do what we asked presently thirty of them loaded themselves with wood and started for their houses which were far off and we remained with the others until near night when holding us up they carried us with all haste because of the extreme coldness of the weather lest any one should die or fail by the way they caused four or five large fires to be placed at intervals and at each one of them they warmed us and when we saw that we had regained some strength and warmth they took us to the next so swiftly that they hardly permitted us to put our feet to the ground in this manner we went as far as their habitations where we found that they had made a house for us with many fires in it an hour after our arrival they began to dance and hold great rejoicing which lasted all night although for us there was no joy appetite or sleep awaiting the time they should make us victims in the morning they again gave us fish and roots and showed us such hospitality that we were reassured and lost somewhat the fear of the sacrifice End of section 19.